Hey, the Washington football team that classified best podcast that's out there. You know we got some good people like Eric and Ellie, they on there. We know Washington football team, the best team out there, and we don't care. They used to talk about how we ain't make it to the players, but boy, did y'all go there? Let's talk about Chase Young getting them sacks. Let's talk about Gibson running it back. Let's talk about Terry Lawrence scoring touchdowns every time he catching that pass. Let's talk about Rupert Foster, how he's sitting there waiting for somebody to run that slant. Let's talk about Kim Fuller, how many picks he got. Yeah, the boy be still in the pass. Pick six. All right, welcome back to the Washington football team declassified podcast. As you can see behind me, last game of the season, Washington's now seven and 10. Man, this was such a thrilling game. What do you say, Eric? Boring. Oh, that was awful to watch. And Jake Fromm is terrible. He's so bad. (laughs) Gave up a touchdown to him, but he's terrible. Yeah, he made Bobby McCain look good. (laughs) Like an all pro. Yeah, that should tell you something. Uh, Brian, what'd you think about the game, man? Oh, awful, awful. I mean, it was terrible football for like the first three quarters. And then, um, you know, the light bulb went off for uh, the Washington football team. They realized, hey, wait, our offensive line is really good. And they continued to kind of beat down that uh, Giants team. And then uh, that was all she wrote. But very boring game. Eric, give us an update on your Heineke meter. Where are you at on the Heineke train? Yeah, coach. Uh, I've, I started the season, I think, in coach, and I, I'm ending the season in coach. He's he's a, a high-quality backup. Want to keep him around as the backup, but they have to upgrade. He was not good today. Holding on to the ball way too long. Still trying to play hero ball. Almost got burned with an interception. Great play by McLaren. Uh, he wasn't accurate today. Um, yeah, he's fun to watch, but he's also really frustrating. And uh, I, yeah, I, I still like him, but I don't want him to be the starter next year. And if he is, we've got problems. We've got some issues. And Brian, you know, at the end of the season, players have exit interviews with the coaches. So I want you to do something for me. I want you to put yourself in Antonio Gibson's shoes. You're walking in the coach's office for your exit interview. What are you saying? I'm saying, Ron, uh, I love you. I love playing here. Please get me a quarterback. Please, please, please get me a quarterback. Uh, because uh, I mean, I think it. I, I think we we're at the point now where all the position groups, uh, everybody, defense on offense, we're just waiting for uh, a signal caller who can take us to that next level, and we're not going to get any better than what we are right now. About a seven-win team, six-win team, uh, until we get a guy who can consistently push the ball down the field, make throws. So if I'm him, I'm telling him. Hey, get me a quarterback and get me a uh, offensive coordinator who will run the football uh, a little bit more consistently as well. I like it. And uh, Eric, you're Terry McLaurin going into Ron's office for your exit interview. What are you saying to him? You have a year to find me a quarterback because I'm leaving uh, year five. I'm not coming back if there's nobody here to throw me the ball. He's way too good to be to be wasted with subpar quarterback play. You've got to find somebody to get him the ball. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think today proved more than any other game or just about as much as any other game that number four is not it. He's not the guy. I think we can let go of that dream. He had an entire season to play and to prove that he could be a starter. You saw some glimpses, but I think you saw more of the reality of what he is. He's a spot starter. He's a backup. He's a guy that can get you through camp. Don't expect much more than that. Um, So seven and ten. It sounds like it's not that bad, right? Because it could have been worse, I guess. But Eric, how much stock do you be you put into us being seven and ten? Oh, you know what's you know what's eating away at me is mm-hmm. if Heineke doesn't throw that pick in the end zone and they manage to score, they're looking at the playoffs. 
Like yeah. they could be a playoff team. This with with San Francisco uh, going up against the Rams. Minnesota took care of business by losing. Um, they were really had a shot at the playoffs. And Heineke threw that pick that he, you know, even if Bates hadn't been tangled up, he wouldn't. It was overthrown, and that was going to be a pick. Uh, so that's killing me this week. Um, seven and ten. I'm not thrilled with it. Uh, nor should I be. I think this team should have been better than that. This team really should have been probably nine and eight. We lost, we lost a couple that we should have won this year, including last week. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, when we're back in that purgatory uh, come April in draft time, we're going to be picking probably like 10, 11, 12. Uh, so yeah, I don't feel super great about it. I'd rather, you know, be really bad and get a good draft pick and, you know, have some hope or be really good and be in the playoffs every year, which would be preferable. You know, I feel like I felt the end of the season pretty much every year under Dan Snyder. Yeah, we're average, I, we're mediocre, we're slightly below. Yeah, we always seem to be here after the last game of the season for some reason, and it's getting old real quick. Uh, Brian, the Giants are four and 13. Did this game go the way that you expected it to against them, or did you want to see a little bit more? Or? No, I mean, uh, on last pod, you asked uh, what the uh, score prediction was, and I was like, it's going to be close. I know some people were thinking blowout. I was like, we're, we're not, we're not that good of a team. And right. It held through, uh, true for, you know, basically most of the game. It wasn't until late where we started to kind of break it open, but you know, the team isn't good offensively. We're very, very basic. We can't push the ball down the field, but also as well too, there was one play, I think it was to, uh, it was late um, Gibson uh, on the sideline where uh, Heineke threw it to him, but it was late. Gibson had already stepped out of bounds, but that was like the only deep route on that play. All the other routes were like within five or six yards. And I just, I saw that and I was like, man, like we're not ever going to progress anywhere as an offense if that's what we're looking at there. So um, yeah, it was really easy for the Giants to kind of dominate us for, um, you know, three quarters. I mean, we really did nothing. It wasn't until uh, late in the game that we really started to break that running game uh, open. So yeah, that, that part was really sad. I wanted to see, um, I wanted to see Kyle Allen maybe get in there and uh, actually use his arm strength and kind of push the ball downfield. But we didn't see any of that. Ron told us these last couple of weeks that we would have seen uh, um, Kyle Allen. We didn't. So I think that probably tells you how much they think of Kyle Allen uh, and that they uh, they really want to do uh, to let Heineke finish this thing out. But um, yeah, uh, the the offense just wasn't uh, wasn't good enough. And as good as we did on defense, um, it was against Jake Fromm. Yeah, man, he's bad. He is awful. Yes. <laughs> so bad. Yes. Yes. He'd start for us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when we had that fourth string guy in a couple weeks ago against Philly, it was like that guy was showed up off the street two days earlier. Yeah. I mean, Fromm's had weeks to prepare and he still yeah. looked like that. I mean, he was just terrible. Yeah. Eric, uh, we had two guys go over a thousand yards today. We had Terry McLaurin get over a thousand. We had Gibson go over a thousand. How good does that feel as a fan of the franchise to see those guys succeed? I like it. And what I really like is that, like, you could tell that the team prioritized getting them their yards. They went to Terry early and often. Uh, and the same with Gibson. They just really wanted to pound the ball with him. And they seemed intent on getting both of those guys over a thousand. So I thought that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, honestly, with any kind of, you know, halfway better quarterback play, Terry McLaurin should be like 1300 yard receiver. Uh, but whatever it is, what it is. Uh, he, he got close to 1100. Um, so yeah, good on them. Glad that I'm glad the team prioritized that. It just solidifies the fact that those are our two best offensive players. Uh, and moving forward, uh, we need to make sure that their priorities in getting getting the ball to them and getting them re-signed. Because uh, you know, like I said before, McLaurin's coming up. He's got a year left on his rookie deal, and, and they need to figure him out. 
with the quickness. Absolutely. Hey, Brian, Jamin Davis, eight tackles, blew up the, the runner in the backfield on one play. Are you walking away from this season feeling better about Jamin Davis right now? Yeah, um, I was never really down on Jamin, the player. I, I'm more so down on the coaches and how they kind of thought about him and how they utilized him. Like, I mean, that fourth and one play where he sniffed out that uh, jet sweep reverse, whatever it was, um, and and dropped the guy for like two, three yard loss. I'm like, that's the quickness. That is what we wanted to see all year. But we, we just tried to force him into this Mike linebacker role. And, you know, we, the coaches should have been able to recognize, hey, it's not working. Let's find out what else he can do. Let's utilize that speed, that athletic ability. Uh, he could have been doing that all year, but we refused to do that. We stuck him on the bench and, uh, you know, we, we didn't get to see kind of that growth. So uh, I'm, I'm still high on Jamin Davis. I think the coaching staff will look at it in the offseason and realize we have to do a better job of putting him in a position to make plays or something better suited for him. And I think next year, uh, I think next year you'll see uh, a much better Jamin Davis as opposed to uh, just kind of still trying to force him to uh, into this Mike role. So uh, I'm high on him. I know a lot of people aren't, but I think uh, I think year two will be big for him. All right. So let me tell you what's bothering me. I'll take my hat off for this because it's really getting on my nerves. <laughs> Every week we come on here and we say, where's the opportunity for Cam Sims? If you guys like him so much, why is the football not being thrown to him? Why is he not playing more? You know how many catches he had today? Zero. Zero catches today. In the final game of the season with nothing on the line, you got zero evaluation on Cam Sims. Diami Brown, same thing. Why are the young guys not playing in the last game of the season where it really doesn't hurt you if you don't win? but we're still not pushing these guys onto the field to see what we have going into year two. Eric, what's that about? Well, Cam Sims did have a drop in the end zone. It wasn't a great pass, but he should have caught it. Uh, yeah, Deami Brown, he was out there. I saw him on special teams. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I think honestly, <clears throat> excuse me, that the priority for the offense this week was getting Gibson and McLaurin the ball to get them to their benchmarks. Uh, the way Heineke was throwing the ball, there wasn't, you know, I think in the first half, I think Gibson and uh, I know in the first quarter, Gibson and McLaurin were the only two offensive players with any yards at all. Um, and the way Heineke was his act, he was scattershot today. He wasn't very good. Uh, so I don't think there was going to be many opportunities uh, for them anyway, because he just wanted to, they didn't want to throw the ball that much. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think I would have liked to have seen a deep shot to Brown, um, you know, can't you know camp sims to get uh to get a few more targets but you know as bad as the offense was today uh and as bad as heineke was today i don't know if it was going to happen anyway yeah it was it was a brutal affair we got the w we'll take it seven and ten on the season we'll see exactly where our draft position is at the end of the day um i think we'll still we'll definitely be top 15 we'll see exactly where we are but depending uh, on how 11 uh atlanta does we're either 10 or 11 there you go if atlanta wins today we're 10 if uh or if atlanta loses we're 11 there you go. So there it is. I mean, still in position to get a good player. Will we get that top quarterback we wanted? We'll have to wait and see. Brian, any final thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of work to be done in the offseason. Um, Ron really needs to um, take a long, hard look at uh, how involved he was and how quickly he got himself involved. And uh, he's got to look at how they're utilizing their talent. 
Uh, and he's also he, he's got to decide on the quarterback and then he needs to go all out to get the quarterback, you know, whatever route that is. I hope it's through the draft. Um, and if uh, if that's the way they go, then, you know, do whatever you need to do to go and get your guy uh, in that draft. But a lot of work to be done in the offseason run. He's got to get started now. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, Eric, final thoughts. You just witnessed the final Washington football team game in the history of the NFL. Uh, February 2nd, we're the Bearcats. So uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, and I honestly felt kind of guilty, but, you know, with that last drive where the Giants were moving down the field, I was kind of like, can we just get this over with? And then I realized like, this is the last game of the year. Like, I, I shouldn't be feeling like this, but this is so painful to watch. So hopefully week 18 next year, we have something a little bit more interesting going on, uh, you know, whatever the team name is. But uh, I'm all in for the offseason uh, chit-chat. I'm looking forward to it, guys. It was a great uh, It was a great season, I thought, for the three of us. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm biased because I'm one of the three of us. But I thought, <laughs> we had, I thought we had fun. We did a good job. Hopefully, we picked up some listeners. Absolutely. Thank everybody for listening to us this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, before we roll out of here, I'm going to read a couple of tweets. We asked Twitter at Declassified WFT uh, overall thoughts on the game. We got a lot of them. I'm going to read a couple of them. Uh, from the Twitter handle at 21, Scott 21 says, let's not use this as any kind of measuring stick to where this team is. The Giants are a terrible team. We still have a lot of work to do on both sides of the ball. I'll take the W though. Brian, that really echoes what you were saying, right? No, Scott's right on with that. I mean, we, we do like, don't get excited that we beat a, uh, a Giants team on their fourth stream quarterback. Uh, we barely did that. So yeah, we got a lot to work. Scott's right on. Absolutely. At Carolina Skin says, like watching the third preseason game means nothing. Just hope nobody is hurt. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. We didn't take any major injuries. Uh, felt like we came out pretty healthy and we can focus on the offseason. Um, Bing hyphen bong uh, is very excited about the performance of Gibson. Um, and he says that today Taylor Heineke proved he is the weak link. Eric, do you agree? Yeah, pretty much. Uh I, I see no faults with that. If I were still tweeting, I would have just sent you a poop emoji. <laughs> and Brian, uh, at Washington Mose says, Giants are the new Browns of the league. Washington football team era ending in a W, and the QB hunt starts tomorrow. You on board? Absolutely. Uh, Giants, five years of uh, losing records. Clown head coach uh, talking about other teams, and then his team gets embarrassed. Uh, yeah, let's get to the draft. Let's find ourselves a guy and then go have a season next year. All right. And we're going to finish it up like this. Eric at Daryl Weta says this win does nothing to make up for what a disappointment this season was. Are you on board with Daryl? No, man, I'm an optimist. It's a win <laughs> to end the season. We don't have to go in with a crappy taste in our mouth. It doesn't really make me happy about the season, but at least we didn't go out losing to that crap team. Absolutely. All right. And I am going to echo what Eric says. Thank you to everybody that rode with us throughout the season on the audio platforms. If you're not, make sure you're subscribed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, WFT, Declassified, anywhere you can get podcasts. And uh, go ahead and dial in on the YouTube channel that you're watching this on right now. Subscribe. We're just getting started. The offseason is the best season. If you're a Washington fan, you know that. Stick with us, man. We got a lot more coming. Peace.